Hey guys, it's been another two weeks or so since my last episode. I'm not even gonna try and say that I'll do what I can to post more frequently because my upload schedule has been pretty uh, pretty shit for the past few episodes just because I, I don't feel like I, I, I have a regular upload schedule, you know? I mean, I kind of just post whenever I feel like I need to or want to. And um, unfortunately, tonight is one of those nights where it's out of necessity. Uh, before I get into that, I guess, table of contents, I'm just going to kind of be talking about what's happened over the uh, past few days, and, um, I don't know, I guess how it's affected me, how it's affected certain relationships that I have, and probably even, or for me, hopefully, uh, potential ones, I'm afraid to to say, but, um, you know, just kind of something that... I've got to get out because it, it, they've been trapped for a few days and I don't like bottling things up and just kind of forgetting that they ever exist. I don't I do not do that. Oh, you can hear the, the plane. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not at the park like I normally am. Uh, I tried, if you know where the, uh, the Walker Ranch Park is, you know, um, I think it's like there's a little bridge that kind of exits out into a biz dock building to your right. And then if you keep going left, you're going to reach your, your, the, the Tilos Mexican restaurant and then that little drive-in car wash station. I decided to uh, go um, further into that little entrance tonight to try and uh, you know get it there in time so I could record my episode before uh, you know it's closed. But uh, that bridge is currently under construction. So I didn't feel like walking all the way around and uh, turns out this little biz dock place has a pretty, pretty nice, open, um, somewhat well lit um, little like turnabout, roundabout, whatever. So I'm just going to just chill here and pace back and forth and do my episode. But enough talking. I've got plenty more to, to do in this episode. So we'll get started right now. So I'm going to start talking about, I guess, like the positives, right? Um, Well, a few days ago, uh, (laughs) obviously I live with my roommate and slash brother, best friend, whatever, Christian, um, and mom was was pissed at both of us uh, for not doing, uh, I guess, a few simple chores, which we're both to blame for that. We we get caught up in in work and relaxing and just trying to, to drown out everything else when we, uh, you know, when we, we play video games to kind of, you know, get away from, from all the, the stress that our, our everyday lives, uh, like our everyday jobs kind of take on us. So, uh, we decided to do an impromptu, uh, Bucky strip. Uh, we have a friend in Marley who's, uh, going to be leaving soon in terms of, you know, like moving states. So I won't even, we won't really be able to hang out. Uh, pretty much anymore so that kind of that kind of sucks but uh, that's 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 life I guess Um, so as we were driving over there Christian had picked me up from work and (laughs) we were both just like yeah dude mom's super pissed Uh, (laughs) he was like yeah you want to go for a Bucky's run I was like a few hours away from the the house let mom settle down and you know chill and cool off fuck yeah let's go so um, 
uh, Christian was thinking, hey, why don't we invite Marley? You know, since uh, she's going to be leaving soon and this will pretty much be one of our last times to hang out. So uh, we call her up. Uh, she said she's okay, you know, to do that. She just kind of has to sneak out of the house. So uh, she sends us the address. Christian and I are pretty much just, you know, we're having a good time. Uh, you know, we're listening to our music. We're, um, you know, he's driving and to her place. We had to kind of stop like about a street away so she could, you know, successfully sneak out. And then afterwards, we were just, uh, we were just kind of talking, catching up. It had been a while since all three of us uh, kind of hung out. And, you know, it's pretty obvious, like I said, that, you know, she's going to be moving to, I think she said Virginia. So that's, uh, that's quite a ways away. I don't know if uh, Christian and I will be able to, uh, you know, make uh, easy trips, <laughs> you know, from there to, to, to here and, and, you know, back and forth and so on, just to try and see her and hang out. It's not, it's not possible. It's not going to happen. So, uh, so we get there. And um, I mean, if, if y'all know me in any kind of capacity, I'm a pretty social person. And I, I didn't care. Like after work, I, I just don't care. I just kind of want to, you know, just kind of talk and be around people and just kind of like have a good time, you know, like good vibes and spread peace, love, whatever, like that kind of shit. So uh, I went to, we went to Bucky's. I was still in my Walmart vest. I didn't care. I was making some stupid jokes inside uh, the store. You know, we were just having a great time. And then, you know, we, we all, the three of us kind of decided, hey, you know, instead of like going and just dropping her back off, let's actually chill like right in front of the Bucky statue and just kind of just talk and hang out. So we were like, you know what? All right, fuck it. And <laughs> I, I, I'm over here, you know, big brain. I decided to uh, yell, the, you know, can I get a hoya? I decided to do that right there in front of the entire Bucky station. And it was amazing because to my left, there was some dude in like a pretty expensive, nice sports car that yelled it back almost as loud. So him and I were kind of just having like a back and forth. Like that was amazing. And then over to my right side where the gas stations were, there were a few like drunk white girls in a, in a, in a car, like in, in a truck that were doing the same thing. So Christian and Marley just couldn't believe what was going on. I didn't care either. I was just, I was just having fun and being stupid. And then um, there was this other dude who, like, there was this car that decides to pull up, like, right in front of us, kind of like off to the side of the, st- of the, the station, though, because that's where the statue is, and that's where we were all just like, literally sitting down right in front of you know, Mr. Big Old Bucky himself. And uh, it was three people that walked out. It was, uh, it was two dudes and a girl, and. You know, the, the, the dude actually had like a bearded dragon like on his shoulder. So we were all just like, dude, okay, that's pretty fucking cool. And Marley and Christian kind of suffer from social anxiety. At this point, I'm, I'm very social and I don't care since I'm literally screaming, can I get a hiya? Like all the way throughout the station and I'm getting responses back, you know? So I was like, you know, they, they, they walked past us and I was just like, can I get a hiya? And the dude turned around and was like, hiya. And so the three of us were laughing. They walked back in. The dude with the bearded dragon had to come back outside because uh, apparently they wouldn't let his um, his pet in, which sucked. So, uh, you know, he had to just kind of like sit back in the car. And I don't know how this happened, okay? But essentially we, like those three people, became like our new friends that night 
Like, I was social enough to, you know, try and engage in conversation, just be stupid with the yeah thing, you know? And they took it as an invitation to sit down right next to us, and we just became friends, like, that night. We talked for, like, at least an hour and a half, just kind of just kind of talking about, like, you know, life and stuff. Uh, all three of them work at a, a, a Domino's over in New Braunfels. So uh, it was honestly just really, really cool and chill to just... Uh, have that experience, you know? Um, yeah, it was it was a great time, honestly. And uh, that, that's how I want to end this little segment. I want to end this off in a, in, in, a happy, in a happy stance because it was a great moment. I mean, we were able to make friends, make new connections, be stupid. And honestly, a lot of laughter and a lot of smiles were exchanged and expressed that night. And I couldn't be more grateful for such a, a silly, stupid um, idea to pop in my head to, for me to, to go through with it, not really caring about what would happen, and for it to, to end on such a, a positive note, to, to, to gain new friends like that. I, I could not be more grateful. So um, I'm going to put, I'm going to leave this segment off right there, and I'm going to transition right into the next one because it still happens. Like the next segment is going to be pretty much just what happens like later that night. Now, unfortunately, this segment is kind of going to be what happened like later that night and kind of, the, I guess, the, the spark of what kind of pushed me and made me, uh, I mean, be where I am right here right now, you know, doing this podcast and getting all this, ugh, this is bleh out of me, you know, so uh, later that night, you know how people, like, okay, the only way that I can, just, like, later that night, you know, we had to get Marley home, we all had a good time, we all had a great, you know, experience meeting new friends and everything, um, and we, like, we all, we all got each other's, like, Snapchat, because, you know, we were cool hipsters, even though one of them was, like, in his late 20s, maybe early 30s, like, he was still just, like, a really chill dude, you know, uh, so... You know, we had to we had to eventually get Marley off because again she snuck out of the house. So we were trying to, you know, she she was telling Christian and I that you know we kind of need to get going. I was trying to push it just a little bit further just because I could tell we were kind of all having a good time. But yeah, I mean we, we eventually had to you know, stop it. So we we went to go um, you know take her home, and the, the concept of like a social battery has always like it's been present to me, right? But I've never thought that I would have one as well like I've heard plenty of people you know say that you know after a few hours of hanging out with with certain people or just a lot of people in general they feel you know emotionally and drained and like I can understand that you know I can understand being drained based on a lot of different things but um I don't know I guess social battery was never really like a a concept that I would have ever thought I would need to describe or uh, I would need to say that I have, right? That is applicable to me as well. Because, I mean, in the car, I I was out of it. I felt emotionally drained. I, I, I barely talked. I mean, the whole ride, Christian was listening to his music, not a care in the world. That's 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 his life, you know. That's that, that's how he lives. You know, any any kind of. Um, it doesn't matter pretty much what's going on like around him. He's going to continue to to be who he is and, and, and you know, be happy and stuff. And it's, it's good. You 
gets to, to do that. I'll talk about that in, in, in a later segment. But um, yeah, this is just kind of um, like the kickstart of, of uh, what caused me to make this episode tonight. I basically just kind of stared out the window and I told you I felt numb before, right? Like, so I've, I'm not going to say that, well, I felt even worse. I mean, because I know I've, I've personally felt worse, but this wasn't like that. I got back into that state of, of being numb. After just hanging out, making great new friends, being very grateful and thankful for uh, that night. You know, what, what had just transpired not even an hour ago would be at this point because I'm in his car. And we're just dropping Marley off, and then, you know, we're, we're going home ourselves. Marley has a social battery, so she was drained as well. But she was still able to at least put on a smile and, and, and at least show that she was having a good time. I, I was offering I was offering my own hand. No, no thoughts were, were forming, if that makes any sense. Like, I was kind of just staring off into the nothingness. And it felt so weird. Could feel myself just being still, and it's not a hard concept to, to grasp, understand, because I'm physically in a car, right? That, that's traveling, you know, X miles per hour down a highway or down the road because I'm in Christian's car. But everything around me just felt like it was speeding and passing me by, and I I was stuck. And I hated that feeling because I've been stuck before. I've, I've had to dig myself out of plenty of holes in my life already. And I'm only 20. I mean, I'm grateful that I've had my friends, that I've had teachers, that I've had assistant principals, that I've had God to, you know, be able, for first God to, to kind of send those people my way to help me dig myself out. And, uh, you know, as well as for allowing me to experience that so I can, you know, help someone when they're, Kind of making their own hole as well or just so that i can kind of easily have an easier time to recognize it and try and do what i can before i completely seal it up but i, I everything was just it felt wrong so I'm, I'm sitting in the in the car and i understand that like i said you know i'm i'm like my body is is technically still because it's it's the motion of the car that I'm feeling, but me myself, there's there's no there's no motion, and that's how I felt externally and especially internally. There there was nothing going through my head at all. I've I've been in that state before where the only thing that I can think of are you know sad depressing thoughts, or I look back at memories that bring me grief, or that still continue to haunt me to this day, right? I haven't allowed myself to to let go, but it was blank, it was empty. Every time I tried to form a cohesive thought, it would shatter into a million fragments before I could even think of the first word to say in my mind in a sentence. So it was, it was I was off that night. And I've noticed when I get like that, it regresses even further. Cause it goes from me being numb to and not feeling anything 
to eventually, I, I feel sorrow. I start getting more and more depressed. I start forming this circle of negativity around my heart and around my mind. So naturally that affects me physically as well. And depression is not a new topic that I've, I've, I've talked about on this podcast. I, it, it's not very hard to, to see that I have it. I'm suffering from it. it it's just majority of the days I can go through with it. I, I, I can still do my job. I can still function. But I do have my moments and I do have my days. And I've noticed that they become a lot more frequent where I have to stop everything because I, I can't take it. The toll of the stress that I continue to build for myself becomes so much. And I, I don't feel like I have the strength anymore to carry through with it, to, to carry on about my day. So I shut down and everything around me continues to keep going. But me personally, I stay still, I stay stuck and just lost. And I've noticed that even worse now, especially the last three days, my depression and sadness regresses even further to, to anger. Because I, I, I start hate, I, I hate the way that I feel when I, I trap myself in my own pitiful vortex like that. I hate the fact that I, I never feel like I'm strong enough to be able to carry that like, like, a, like the man that I should be able to, you know, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not just saying like, just cause of, you know, oh, just because you're a man, you should be able to handle everything. No, but like for me personally, as a man, this is something that really affects me. I, I, I hate the fact that I still suffer from this. I hate the fact that I still find ways to excuse myself of certain priorities and of certain responsibilities and of certain situations altogether just so that I can take the time to be alone and sit with this. I hate myself entirely for those reasons. And that hatred just builds into anger, into rage. And there's really nothing that I can do about it. So I just, I just let it get worse and worse. I find, I find myself walking more and more late at night and it's, it's especially after I get out of work. And it, it scares me. My own anger, my own rage, it, it terrifies me. Just yesterday, I was, um, I was walking home. I had had a shit day from, you know, at work. Customers were annoying. I was still dealing with my own sorrow. I, I, I was dealing with a lot. I didn't want to deal with anything else anymore. So I just... Um, I tried not to push anybody away. And I was still very... I was still at least social enough to be able to do my job. But it all changed on the walk. 
and I'll, I'll get into um, that in this this like right next segment because I just kind of want to cut this off right now. I'm already reaching that 10 minute mark and I'm still trying to make every episode at least still within the 30, 40 minute range. So next segment, I'm going to talk about that walk and, and why it, it scared me so much. So yeah, um, later that night, I, I you know I got out of work. It was right at eleven o'clock. Christian wanted to uh, come pick me up, and I, I wasn't I wasn't feeling right at all. So you know I, I saw I didn't ask him to pick me up. He, he did it I guess just to be nice or whatever. But I basically told him, hey, I'll see you when I get home. And he seemed pissed off about that, which didn't really help me because I started getting angry at that I'm like I didn't tell him personally you know but I started talking to myself referencing him I'm like well okay I didn't fucking ask you to pick me up right so there's no reason why you should be throwing a shit fit or why you should be mad in general you decided to waste your time and waste your gas try to pick me up I appreciate it nonetheless don't get me wrong but I didn't ask you to do it so don't get mad when I, def- when I decline or decline your offer so at first, I was just going to, I don't know, uh, maybe walk to the, the nearby Kmart over by, or, or, what is this, by, by Churchill, maybe grab something to eat, and then just kind of, I don't know, walk around, listen to my music, pray, do, do something, right? Like, I, I had to get this feeling out. But I decided, while I was thinking, to turn around, and I went the opposite way instead i went towards um blake barbecue and uh, even further past that to uh, i think it's the the shell up there and the entire time i scared myself pretty much I, i've been angry before don't get me wrong but i uh i had so much rage as, as hard as I could, uh, I was—I was kind of hoping I make them bleed. You know, I, I had so much malice in me. I, I was—I was inside. I was so violent and so angry. I was very, very angry. I wanted people to stay away from me. I hoped and. Was you know, feared that people who saw me from an outspring or from another perspective, they would see the look on my face. They would they would feel this this burning rage just kind of seething all throughout me, and they would just turn tail and run. I wanted people to be afraid of me, afraid of how I was feeling because I was afraid of how I was feeling. The whole world of, uh, my work to my only thoughts where I hope someone would try something. I hope someone would try and start a fight. I hope someone would try and kidnap me. I hope someone would try to kill me. Something I wanted... I was hoping for a non-existent situation to happen so that I could express my anger through fighting, through punches, through you know bloodshed i i wanted to hurt someone that was the only way that i felt like i could get all this anger out of me and 
looking back and reflecting on that. Because when I'm angry, when I'm sad, whenever I'm feeling not right, I, I don't want to be around anybody because I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't. But, I mean, for, for me to want a situation like that, for, for, for me to want to, to put myself in an unsafe, um, you know, environment like that, hoping for something even worse to come along so that I could just, what, I could, I could vent my anger with every fist, with every punch, so that I could see whether I lose control or not, so I could see how much I can take before I actually do pass out or die, like, is, is that the kind of limit that I want to try and, and see, don't ask me, I mean, don't ask me now, because I don't know, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you a straightforward answer, because the whole scenario in itself is bizarre and stupid, but that, those are, that was the only thing going through my mind during the walk, and then, you know, I just got more and more angry, because I started thinking, like I said, I was just thinking I was thinking someone would try and come up to me and fight me or try and kill me or, or something that would, that would allow me to put myself in a, in a situation where I could express that through fighting, which is very unhealthy to, one, not only have that kind of malice towards somebody, but to definitely want something like that to happen so you could inflict pain upon other people just so that you could slightly feel a sense of relief. Yeah, that's not healthy either, and I'm, I'm very aware of that. That's why I'm, I'm making this episode, because it, it scared me, and I wanted to you know, express that. And for whatever reason, I now seem to, I've seemed to psych myself into thinking this is the only way that I can get any kind of therapy or help. I, I use this podcast as a way to express how I feel, not on a day-to-day basis, but just if I feel things are, are getting a little bit too much and I've noticed that I'm, I'm starting to get like this more and more and it happens longer for me for you know for an extended duration for longer periods of time I've been feeling like this since that night um, you know that we decided to go for the Bucky's run so that it's going on three days now and I have not changed in the slightest um, but weirdly enough, I, I was, I don't know, like I had gotten my snack from, from, from Shell and I was ready to just walk home pissed off again and just kind of shut, every, shut everything away as soon as I get home, just go straight to bed and honestly see if I wake up the next morning or not. But I don't know. I, 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 I want to say God intervened right then and there before I got out of hand for my, for my own safety because I was able to just breathe and, and let it go. It's something that, that's so simple, you know, conceptually and something that I've, I've done before. It was just out of the question in terms of a solution for how I was feeling that night. But somehow, some way, God allowed me to simply just breathe and let it go and I was I, I was fine the entire way I, I had no more anger I wasn't sad I felt calm I felt peaceful I felt I felt happy again I felt overjoyed honestly that I was able to to let go of this 
uh, I switched my music to, to my Christian playlist instead, and I was even singing out loud, you know, my Christian songs. Things that, that, that makes me happy. And I was fine till I got home. I wasn't really speaking to Christian. I was still angry at, like, like it, it had been at least a day or two since I was just angry at everything. And I didn't want to lash out on him or anybody else, so I, 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 I ignored him for that night and just kind of sat in my bed and, and did my own thing. And then mom, as you know, concerned mother that she is, she decided to bring up the, the fact that I've been having these mood swings more and more and they last longer and how it, it, it makes her feel. And I've, I've told her this before, and I, I hate to say that I lashed out a little bit because it was as if as soon as I heard from mom that, that my feelings were causing her to feel a certain way, that I was, I was almost burdening her with, with, with my own emotion, with my own hatred, my own self-loathing, with my own sadness, my own depression, everything that is the dark side of me, that part was affecting her. I, I immediately reversed it, and that calm, peaceful self was stripped away, and I went back to being angry, and I, 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 I lashed out slightly, just... I kept my voice under control, but I was so stern, and I'm so sorry, Mom. I'm so sorry. I've, I've already apologized in person, but I, I have to tell you again. I'm so sorry. I told her, look, Mom, I'm not unaware of what has been going on within me, what has been going on around me. I just don't know what to do about it. I don't have time to to go to therapy or to try and take, you know, try and take, uh, something to help me with it. I definitely don't want to be put on meds again with everything that I have going on. You know, I have my job. I have, you know, I have my, my friends that need me. I have my mom that needs me. I have bills to pay. I've got school to worry about. I've got a lot of stress that I keep, you know, and I don't feel like I have the, the time right now to vent that towards another person in a chair. I'm not going to say that therapy doesn't work because for me it has, but I, I don't see a way for me to do it in the right way with, with everything going around, like with, with everything happening right now. But, um, yeah, and then so, God, tonight, or today, was probably the the worst that it's been out of these three days like I've definitely felt worse you know looking back at, at uh, how I feel now or how I felt today but it's, it's still pretty bad so uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk about that in the next segment so today was I hate to say it I've I snapped, and it was it was pretty bad. Um, I, I woke up still feeling as as shitty as I was when I went to bed last night. Still angry, still numb, still not right. And I hated myself for allowing myself to, to feel that way for 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 so long too. 
because I understand that, you know, it's normal for, for humans, you know, for everybody. Everybody has those days, right? Everybody gets, gets like that sometimes, but I hated myself for allowing it to happen so often. And today I, I broke. Um, I went to work. I was already 15 minutes late. Still not talking to, to my roommate, Christian. Still, still not really talking to anybody. Just trying to do my own thing. I didn't even listen to my music in the shower. I just kind of talked to myself, talked to God. I prayed, actually. I prayed that, you know, I understand that this is all some part of bigger plan, you know, it's a part of a bigger plan that he has for me, and unfortunately, I have to go through these these days, these hard, troubling times, these little crucibles of my own, so that I can, you know, come out on top and, and come out stronger, and be able to, you know, recognize when I'm, I'm, I'm falling down again in the, in the future, and that I can maybe take a different path, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm choosing same path over and over again and it's just this this vicious cycle that i i keep falling into um but i prayed and i was fine for a little bit at least for the duration of the shower right like i was i'd even prayed i was like god you know these are terrible days for me terrible 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 but i thank you for them nonetheless i'm grateful that you were able to wake me up today, even if it is just a bitch and moan about my feelings, about how I don't feel right, about how I'm not myself right now. Even if it's just to, to, to focus on that, I'm grateful for another day regardless because it shows that you are not done with me yet and you know I need almost all the help I can try and that I can try and muster right now. But I won't ask for it. So, I'm late to work. Um, I walk in, you know, get my temperature checked, put on the mask, put on my vest, and just brace myself, I guess, for today. I walk outside and I was only at work today from 2.30 to 5.30. Those three hours were the worst for me. I, I knew that, I even told myself and I told God in my prayer, I, I had this disgusting feeling that you know, me, just me praying in the shower wasn't going to alleviate my spirit. It wasn't going to, to bring that happiness, that joy back. I was even praying on the way to work. I knew it was going to get worse. I knew it was going to. I, I just prayed that I was strong enough to, to get through the day. And I failed. I wasn't. By the time I got there, again, I'm, I'm feeling the same way. So I'm already allowing myself to get so caught up in my own stupid shit. And now it's affecting my work. They, 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 they need me to go out there and push carts. I'm fine with that because that allows me to 
I enjoy pushing carts. I, I enjoy that ex- external activity because it allows me to vent my anger and my frustration into doing something one that's physical. So I'm getting I'm getting kind of an exercise for it, especially with the heat and how many carts I put I push in by myself with the help of a, a little machine that we use. And then two, it's it's just a good stress reliever. It takes my mind off of it. Um, I don't I don't really know how to how to, how to talk about this because it, 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 I, I hate what I hate how I handled it. I really do. Um, an associate was um, I was covering an associate so that they could um, go to break or go to lunch or something, and they could just tell by the look in my eyes and my, my overall demeanor. I wasn't feeling like myself today at all and that's the one thing that I I don't need when I feel like that you know I I hate to see it that's why I hate when I get like that and I'm at work at home it's a different story I have no one to look at no one looks at me I'm by myself pretty much only talking to myself or talking to God or going out and, you know, walking, you know, and I'm not worried about what other people think of me when they look at me, when they see me, what what's going on in their heads. So at work, all I see are my coworkers' faces and how my anger causes them to frown, how my anger causes them to be concerned, their looks of pity, and it pisses me off because... When I'm at work, I can't just be by myself when I'm when I, I need to. When I'm feeling that low. It's just not happening. My job is not going to let it happen. I have to constantly be interacting with people. I have to constantly be interacting with coworkers. I have to constantly be talking, be doing things that other people need. I have to do what they need. They always need something from me. My managers, the people higher up, other coworkers, customers. And I'm fine with that. Honestly, I love my job. I love the people that I work for. I love the people that I work with. I'm grateful for me being able to to be there for a year. But with the accumulation of how I've been feeling the past few days, it really took, it started taking its toll. I got more and more silent to the point where I wouldn't even speak for those three hours, I would, if customers need anything, that would be the only time that I spoke. If people were to ask me how I was doing, I would just nod at them and I would just walk away. And I haven't, I don't think I've talked about this before, but there's been, there's a girl that I've been kind of sweet on who, again, works there. It's completely different. Just kind of wanted to throw it out there because it still pertains to today I especially didn't want to be around her I didn't and god damn it they 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 put me in with her they put me at the big self checkout and there's usually either I'm either by myself or there's always two people that that's that's how that works and I had to go relieve someone for for, um, I think the, my coworker was going to lunch or something, but so I had to, I had to 
work with her. And she's not the problem. I really do like her. I've already, you know, I've already talked about it with her. We're in this weird talking phase. I don't know. It's, it's honestly very hard to explain because I don't know it myself. I'm not very certain about the outcome of what's going to happen, if it's going to happen. But I didn't want to be around her. I don't like to be around anybody when I'm like that. So it already fucking sucks that I have to work. I especially don't want to be around the person that I like because I don't want them to see that part of me. I, I don't I don't want anybody to see that part, but especially for someone that I really care about and really, really like. And they wrote me in with her. She she did her best. You know, she did fine. You know, she was she's positive. She always likes to think, oh well think think positively, think this, think that. And she's honestly such a light. And I'm very grateful to have had the the chance to be able to meet her and become friends with her and be weirdly talking with her. But I I wanted to go I wanted everything to go away. And it didn't help that she had to leave to go do something else. So I was stuck by myself. Actually I'm very grateful the fact that she left, you know? But there's the fact that I was there by myself now. And it was pretty busy today. So everywhere, almost every customer, and there's around like, I want to say it's it's 14 registers at the big self-checkout. Almost every single one of them needed my help. So I, I broke. I snapped. And I'm not proud of the way that I handled it, but I'm, I'm glad I was able to get out of the situation before I made things so much worse for myself. I, I asked my manager, I was like, hey, look, is there, what's the, what's the penalty if I were to simply give an associate the cigarette keys and the, the little terminal that we use to, to, to make sure that everybody's checking everything. We kind of just like, you know, we just watch all the registers as they're being rung up. What's the penalty of me just giving that to another associate when they're here and me just taking off? And she, you know, she's too concerned. She was like, I don't know why. And I was like, I'm, I'm ready to snap. And we were just talking about, you know, snapping and putting up walls and things like that um, earlier. Cause I, I like to form personal relationships with not only my coworkers, but my managers as well. Cause you know, they're people too. They've got things going on in their life. So when she saw that, when she heard that I was ready to snap, she, she was able to, you know, she was able to relate to that, but um, she was able to help me out. And she was just like, "Look, I'm—I don't know the penalty, and if you do do that, as far as I'm concerned, I knew nothing." So that was like my saving grace for me to just get the fuck out of there. I, I, another associate came by, and this wasn't like my initial reaction like I needed to get out I, I had asked my manager before because I'm normally the only closer that they have because they know I've, I've loved to stay since midnight that's that's just I mean unfortunately that's not possible anymore because now our everybody's schedules are different so I'm only there till 11 but I've always pretty much been like the solo closer as in it's pretty much just the manager and then it's pretty much just me because everybody else leaves at 9 or 10 so I was asking my other manager if there's anybody else 
closing tonight and she told me no she told me that I, it's, it's just her and I until 11 so of course of course she needed me to stay until closing time of course she did of course they also needed me to go outside and push carts earlier today of course every single goddamn customer needed something it made me seethe and grip my teeth i was i was pulsating with anger and stress and i was ready to blow and i didn't want to snap at anybody i didn't want to snap at a manager i didn't want to snap at a customer i didn't want to snap at a coworker i didn't want to snap at the girl that i like i didn't want to snap but i wasn't going to so Another associate came to try and help me out. I gave them the stuff and that took off. I didn't say bye to anybody. I, I went to the back room, I grabbed my stuff, I took off my vest and I left. No words. I get home and I'm almost on the verge of tears. I, I go to my mom and I'm like, mom, I'm, I'm just so angry. I'm angry at, at Christian. I'm angry at myself. I hate myself. I'm angry at work. I'm angry at a lot of things right now and I don't know how to process it. I don't know why I'm angry. I just am. I have no, I really don't really have a reason to be angry with Christian, you know, especially since he's my roommate. He's my brother, one of my best friends. But all the stress just, just got to me and I snapped. That, that was how I blew up. I, I left. And when I got home, uh, Christian was off, so he wasn't there, but I wanted to be alone. And that's not possible when you live with somebody. So I called him angry, and I said, is, I asked him, I was like, is there anywhere that you can stay for a night or two? He was telling me, no, you know, I was like, not even your parents, anything that you can think of. He's like, no. And I was like, because I don't want you, I don't want you here right now. I, I don't want you here. And he started telling me, well, you know, I can't, I, I live there with you. My, you know, I can't go to my parents, whatever. And I got pissed off. I said, then you fucking sleep in your car. I don't give a shit. I don't want you coming home tonight. And before he, I, before any more words were exchanged, I hung up. That's where it went. That's where it all was focused. And I hate myself for allowing it to get that way. And I hate myself for venting and putting all of my stress and my anger on him because he doesn't need it and he doesn't deserve it. Nobody does. But I don't have anywhere... I don't, I feel like I don't have anywhere else to go. My friends, they're all dealing with their own shit. So I don't want to talk to them about what I'm going through. Some of them are just now dealing with depression for the first time. They've been denying it for years and years to come. So when they ask me for help, when they need me for help, I'm always there. Always. I, I always give myself away to other people when they need me. But I always feel that when I need somebody there for me, no one's there and whether that's me just refusing to accept or ask for help or just feeling like I have no one to turn to either way I, I, I feel lost and I feel alone and 
I know I'm not alone because God's always with me. So that's why it's so infuriating because the days that I just want to be left alone, I physically cannot be. I can push everybody away. I can push my friends away, my coworkers, managers, my responsibilities, my life. I can push everything, my comforts, whatever. I can push all of it away and be stuck, but I can't push him away. I can't. When I really just want to be truly alone, I can't. got out what I needed to. I don't feel any better. I hate how I blew up on Christian. I hate how I pushed everyone away. And I'm sitting on the street now and I feel alone. This is what I wanted. This is what I thought I needed. And I hate myself even. That was all that I needed to, I, I had to, to get out. I don't know why I'm going through these, um, these roller coasters in terms of my emotions. I don't know what's going to be the light at the end of the tunnel for me for this, but um, I hope these end because I'm never going to commit suicide, but I don't ever want to get to that low point again where it's my only option or it's the only thing racing through my mind so that I can escape everything. We all know I don't have the guts to go through with it anyway. I'm too afraid of what's going to happen afterwards. I'm afraid of leaving everybody behind. I'm afraid of hurting so many people with my disappearance and my absence. As I sit here on the street, I'm, I feel calm. I don't feel happy. But I'm not angry. I'm saddened by what I did, how I lashed out. I just broke like that. But I'm so glad that I have this to let me express it without hurting anybody, without hurting myself. And I thank you guys for listening. I don't know how many times I've talked about what goes on in my head and in my heart, but um, God, if I were you, I'd be so annoyed. I'll continue to, to stick through and listen. So I hope in, in some way, shape, or form these help somebody. Maybe so they don't feel like they're alone if they feel the same way that I do.
It's 11 and I've got nothing else to talk about. So I'm gonna mosey on home. Y'all have a blessed night.